I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hi, guys. And welcome to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. This is Christine from We Eat Stuff. Thanks for listening. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Our interview today is with Ray Edwards, a.k.a. The Godfather. You can currently find Ray behind the bar at Boundary at the Cheshire Hotel. We here at We Eat Stuff know a whole lot of industry folks in St. Louis. So if you were to ask us who's one of the most well-connected people in this town, for me personally, one of the first answers would be Ray Edwards. Ray has been slinging booze for a long time, not only in St. Louis, but also in Kansas City and New Orleans where he got his start. In his spare time, he also works with the tequila brand Aguila Tequila, and is an active member of the St. Louis USBG. Thanks for tuning in and please enjoy our conversation with Ray Edwards. Mr. Edwards, hello. Hi. Hi, good evening. It's very good to be here. Thanks for coming. Good to see you. I'm glad we were able to finally put this together. Yes. We've been uh, talking about this for a long time. Yes, we have. Yeah, so great. Glad you could come over. Um, I did not bring the storm with me, No. But it's, it's fitting. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is fitting. That's right. We got a couple sound effects while we're doing this. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So tell us, Ray, uh, what are you going to pour for us? We're going to do a little science experiment. Yeah, said. so um, I am, so we have these, and of course, the magic of podcasting is is the fact that it you can't actually see what we're doing, so we have to tell you. So yes. we have these gorgeous uh, ball, wide mouth mason jars, <laughs> uh, the kind that, that that look very similar to what my mother would can uh, peaches in, mm-hmm. and uh, so we've got a uh, a very voluptuous square ice cube, <laughs> about the size of my fist, which is in each one of these, mm-hmm. and uh, the ice doesn't quite fit. So nope. we're gonna do a little science trick. Actually, one has already succumbed to the big mouth uh, ball glass. It has. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna take some uh, Aguila. Tequila. Aguila is uh, uh, my favorite tequila. It's what I'm drinking these days. There's a whole story behind this. We'll talk about it. But mm-hmm. uh, we're going to make basically uh, what I would call a trailer park Paloma. Cool. And um, by the way, nothing is trailer parks. This is just it's just a, just a title. Um, and we're going to pour a little of this tequila over this ice. I have no idea if this is going to work or not, but we're going to see if we can't coax this big boy into Ooh. the glass. Ooh. And so far, I have managed to not actually spill any of this, mm-hmm. which in and of itself is amazing and a tribute to the quality of the ice. <laughs> it's sturdy. And yeah. uh, you could build a house with that ice. You could. An igloo. An igloo. An igloo. So we're going to. We're gonna put some tequila in each of these. Now I will tell you, 
when I make my Palomas, I like a healthy pour. Mm. Um, simply because I like tequila. Mm. So we've got one in the glass. We got mm. two hanging on the edge. They're gonna go any minute now. They're getting there. Wow. They're getting there. So the ice, and then ice cubes of Damocles here. <laughs> we're gonna take uh, my favorite citrus grapefruit soda in the world, known as Squirt. Mm. And uh, also, you could do this with Haritos, but I did not have time to run by El Torito and grab some Toritos. So I grabbed some Squirt from our local friendly Schnucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna. I think it's actually pronounced Schnuckas. Schnuckas? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna do the same thing now. We're gonna add some El Scorte, as they say in Mexico, mm. to our uh, to our homemade Paloma here, to our trailer park Paloma. Yeah, they're still hanging in. And there. they're it's, dude, they're hanging. They're, this is actually. Oh, but do you, do you see the foam we're having? Okay, hey, man down. Hey. All right, yeah. that's it. We got one in. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, Charlie, do we happen to have any uh, salt around, like just some coarse yeah. sea salt? Yeah. Did you grab me? Just I should have grabbed some when we were in the kitchen. but Sure. I was still contemplating the feat of what we were about to perform here. It's okay. Now, I like the fact that these cubes are rising to the occasion. Yes. And we are down to Indeed. this bad boy. We ended up with the same look. That now we're we're almost there. Look, I think we're um, we're spinning free. Beautiful. Yeah, we're set. Yeah. And then we're just gonna take uh, a little pinch of this salt and uh, oh, melt the ice. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Yes. there we go. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I could have started with that, but mm. this was way more dramatic. Now this is actually kind of amazing. You notice I did not smell a drop. Yeah. Of anything. That's professional. Uh, no, it's luck. But uh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Because sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. So. Fair enough. So here's to that. So I think we uh, should grab our uh, mm. our drinks and start this episode of mm. We Eat Stuff, Drink Stuff, Have Fun Stuff. Cheers. All that. Yes. All that. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Good to see you, man. Great to be here. Mm. And it's mm. good, actually. Yeah. Mm. So something. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, as I was saying earlier, uh, Tyler Davis actually made us margaritas when he was the guest on the show. Yeah. Using squirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the thing to use. Squirt is a very uh, effective uh, soda. I like it. I like the flavor of it. Um, Jaritos is also really good, mm. although sometimes more difficult to find and a little yeah. pricier. Mm. But uh, we actually, our, uh, our new Paloma on the menu at Boundary, mm. where I'm currently behind the stick, um... We are doing our Paloma with Squirt, and uh, we're doing actually doing a Mezcal Paloma mm. with uh, Squirt and uh, a little salt, a little lime, a little fresh lime, so uh, mm. kind of a nice cooler. Tasty. Yeah. It's for summer. Oh, absolutely. Like we should do these at the pool. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. We were at the pool yesterday, actually. The pool really? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was good. It was actually, wasn't hot, hot out, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was nice. It was a beautiful day. I, I didn't know. You guys should let me know when you're over there, because I always work Sundays. Oh, yeah. I open oh, really? Sunday cool. brunch. Mm. And I'm usually, I usually walk out of there between two and three. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh, well, your uh, friend was there. My friend. The giant, oh. the ridiculous inflatable swan thing was <laughs> the there. The ridiculous inflatable swan. Dude, I got to tell you, I had so much fun with that and with the pictures. So, for our, for our listeners, 
on the other end of the of the pod here. Yeah. Uh, the we were at the USBG end of Negroni week party at mm-hmm. the Cheshire Hotel uh, where I work, and uh, we were everybody's out there and of course Ava from Mission Taco showed up with her giant pair of red lips inflatable red lips which she was floating on and then uh, <laughs> and then not to be outdone Charlie whips out the inflatable incredible swan thing which I don't even really know how to describe no uh, you should google it yeah. at home yeah, um, it's a ridiculous inflatable swan thing Yes, it really it's a real is. Real product, you can get it, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's available at a store near you or on the interwebs, mm-hmm. and it is basically a swan with a very phallic head mm-hmm. that has the me face on it, which is, I think, the best, <laughs> the honestly, the best part of the whole damn thing. It is, and um, I. I had a lot of fun with that. I think um, that's that, kind of the perfect description of it. Yeah. I mean, it, well, I don't say foul. I just say it's a nondescript well, appendage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't say phallic in its tubular, long, plastic length, but yes. But it was uh, what was what was great about it is I I shot a picture of it, and it, as you guys know, my son is a bartender over in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he was working Sunday night, and I shot a picture of me with it, and I sent it over to him. And about an hour later, I get a text back that goes, Dad, dot, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, let me send you a link to the website. It's the only way I know how to describe it. Mm. So that was... Uh, Again, as normal, you guys, if there's weird and unique uh, going to happen, it's probably going to come out of one of your bags. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. Appreciate yes. that. I, that, I mean that as a compliment. I, I, I expect nothing less. Yeah, thank then again, you. you're talking to the guy who's the other half of Doc and Godfather. Yes. Mm. So, oh, gosh. You know, I know. yeah, you... You guys understand. We we're like on the same wavelength. I get you. Yeah. Well, tell uh, tell everyone about Doc and Godfather. We got the uh, Doc earlier. What's the uh, Godfather yeah. part? So uh, so when is this going to air? Because uh, I might have some news to share. Yeah, probably about, about six weeks. Oh, okay. So well, it'll be like, it'll be old news by then. Okay, oh. yeah, like probably um, like beginning of August. Okay, so so it may be a memory by then but uh but uh actually pretty excited because uh doc uh joshua johnson um for those of you who don't know i was just recently featured in the riverfront times great article about him uh a a very close friend a very respected colleague uh bartender man about town um he uh and he's affectionately known as doc Mm -hmm. um i gave him that nickname by the way and uh, what's so cool is that he has been on a on a hiatus since January. Took a few months off to make some decisions about the world and his career and uh, a couple of projects that he was working on. I say well, he's been working, but he just stepped out from behind the bar for a minute. As all career bartenders occasionally, you just need to do. Yep. You just need to clear the chambers for a second. And uh, uh, he... Uh, 
is going to be joining me at Boundary. Oh, wonderful. Behind the bar. Cool. Uh, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, Saturday night, Friday night and Saturday mm. night. So Wednesday through Saturday. Mm. Uh, the Doc and Godfather show will be live at oh, Boundary man. at the Cheshire. Oh, heck. Wow. So, uh, wow. It lock should up, be a good time. Lock, <laughs> lock up the kids. <laughs> Shut them windows and uh, call the police because it's, it's going to be interesting. Just but, schedule uh, it in. You, know, you, yeah. you guys run about 8 p.m. Yeah. But we've, uh, uh, luckily, uh, we've, we've, we've worked together before, actually on multiple occasions. We've, we've opened places together. We've, we've backed each other up. I bar backed. Uh, I, you know, I, it's the great thing about being me is I have bartended with some of the best bartenders in the world. I have barbacked for some of the best bartenders in the world. I'm, uh, you know, when you're a team player, you do whatever has to be done, and that's, uh, and and you get to hang with good people. And we have had a, a great run of it the last, almost six years that Doc and I've been running together, uh, has just been a great time. So, um, you know, my it, it's funny because my nickname. So I'm from New Orleans originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother's family, uh, uh, Sicilian and, uh, we, uh, there was always the joke that my family was, you know, mafia, so although we're not, <laughs> uh, but, uh, at the end of the day, the, the, the Godfather title and the name has been tossed around here and there. And, uh, Doc, uh, when we were in sort of the height of running together, probably a, about six months after I gave him his nickname, mm-hmm. uh, he looked at me and said, mm-hmm. we were in the car one day with uh, Berto Santoro from Kansas City and uh, Ryan Maybe from Kansas City, and we were on a road trip, and Doc goes, why is it we all have nicknames and you don't? <laughs> and uh, I think we need to resurrect the Godfather name, and I think that needs to, you need to be Godfather. <laughs> and then it just stuck. He had enough <laughs> material witnesses that uh, it stuck, and here we are today. Yes. Cool. So. And how long ago was that? Oh, God. Uh, two. 2013, mm. 2012, maybe. Yeah. Mm. It all runs together. It's been uh, it's been a fun run. I feel yeah. you. you know? I understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ray, so tell people. Okay, well, we got to the Doc and Godfather story. I was gonna get it through that later, but tell yeah. people um, just who are you? What do you do? Um, bartender. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I guess we should have started there. We That's just okay. we're kind of all over the place. Sorry. Uh, forgive our schizophrenia. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm a bartender. Uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, you know, my life has been a lot of things. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I have lived an amazing life. I've done a lot of, a lot of cool things. But at the end of the day, I've always been a slinger of booze. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, cr- a crooner mm. of, uh, of Rat Pack and songs. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. You probably didn't know that. About I didn't know. No, I yeah. actually, see that though. Yeah. That in fact. Uh, in fact, Doc's, Doc's been with me a few times when I've gotten up on stage and sang. Will be part of the uh, Doc and uh, Godfather show? Well, it, yeah, it does. It, <laughs> not intentionally, it just sort of happens. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a bartender. I uh, I work on working on uh, uh, a couple of different projects right now. Uh, 
I'm uh, working with Aguila Tequila, some uh, good friends of mine, in uh, rolling this brand out and rebranding it and bringing it to the market. Doc is uh, also very much a part of this. Um, and uh, yeah, I sling booze, having fun. Mm. Uh, part of the United States Bartenders Guild here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to St. Louis about seven years ago from Kansas City. Um, was in Kansas City before that, and like I said, have had have had a opportunity to work with a lot of great great names, great people uh, from both sides of the state, and uh, enjoy being in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. I know we've we've followed you around quite a bit. I remember the first time I met you was when. Josh was working at Element. Yes, yeah, and that absolutely. Was be, that was only like four or five years that ago. Was, that yeah. was, yeah. Was all because the MIG Fuel photo I took? Or something Maybe. Like that? Probably, I yeah. When we were working on the MIG Fuel project. I yeah. took the bottle and put it on top of like my phone with the flashlight on and like oh, made it light yeah. up yeah. or something like that. Yep. Yeah. 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 I can't remember like, he called you over and you came over for that or it's like something like you were already there. I can't remember. It's been- I was probably popping in to visit him on one of the many nights of running around yes. seeing bars because... You know, and again, part of, you know, what I've done in life is I've, I've worked with a number of brands. I've been involved in the design and development of some brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that involves, you know, when, when you're not behind the bar going out, seeing bartenders and talking to people and yep. promoting the brands. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, that's right. We did we did meet at, uh, yeah. at Element yeah. when uh, he and, and Sasha were there. Josh, yeah, the, those two are working there. Yeah. And actually, that was like... Shortly after we started We Eat Stuff, where we started doing yeah. the Instagram and that sort of yeah. thing, and those two bartenders, those two guys followed us, and so he came and they were like, I think we know who you are. And they're like, oh yeah, you're those photo people. And yeah. then, so we met you the same night that we met those two guys. Yeah, so we. Uh, that was right after... Right after Doc and I were at Taha. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he had... And then, uh-huh. yep. And he ended up... Uh, he ended up over at Element. I'm trying to remember, for some reason I was thinking there was a stop along the way, mm. but um, yeah, those were the, the the Element days. Those were a lot of fun, yep. um, you know. And it's been again, we've always been this sort of traveling band of us that that have ro- rotated in and out of. Okay, I'm behind the bar with you now. No, 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 I'm behind, and then. And then, you know, it was not uncommon to get a phone call and go, hey, come guest bartend with me tonight. I'm short a person. And, you know, next thing you know, you know, you're slinging drinks and taking out the trash at the end of the night. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been fun. St. Louis has been a fun town. I've had the pleasure of, you know, being at, at uh, you know, Sub-Zero, Gambling Whiskey House, 1764, some great people, some great places. Um, and, and a great town. This town is, uh, this is a really, I was thinking about this earlier. I was over at, uh, at Frazier's with, uh, Terry Oliver. Oh, yeah. And I will say that for the size of St. Louis, we have a extremely large group of amazing bar professionals, um, per capita that, that I, I think a lot of, a lot of big cities would have trouble touching. Yeah. You know, and I was just sitting there thinking about, because I had somebody ask me, oh, who's the best bartender in St. Louis? Well, you, the, that's a hard, there is no one best bartender. No. There's a lot of great bartenders here, mm-hmm. uh, both male and female. And, but, you know, Terry Oliver is a great example of a guy that you really don't hear about a lot. Yeah. But at the end of the day, technically, as a, as a bar professional, I think he's one of the best bartenders in this world. 
or in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I definitely put him probably in the top 50 in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not because he has the best bar technique or not because he stirs the best or he shakes the best or he does this the best. At the end of the day, in my opinion, my humble opinion, being a great bartender is about the guest experience. Mm-hmm. It's not about how good you do this or that or how how many different ingredients you use or if you go pluck the produce yourself from the tree and then muddle mm-hmm. it in front of the guest. I mean, those are all great things. But at the end of the day, it's the guest experience. It's why they're there, the fact that they want to come back again, that they had a great time, that they remember it, uh, and that they feel like they're taken care of. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that so often people forget. Uh, Terry Oliver is a guy that every time I sit at his bar, uh, I have a great time. Mm-hmm. I love to be there. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and and we have a lot of good people like that in this town. Definitely, very much so. So Ray, how long ago did you first start slinging drinks? <laughs> uh, when I was in in my early twenties. And I have, uh, I've been a little bit of a uh, Ronin. Um, you know, slinging drinks for me was always a thing that that made sense at the time, mm-hmm. and yet was always a bridge between me and something else. Um, and uh, but it's been a it's been a great career. It's one of the things I. I all three of my children uh, was one of the things that I required them to do is work in the service industry mm-hmm. because uh, it, it's a great thing to have in your tool bag of life and a great thing you can fall back on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, uh, in, in my twenties and I've, I've kind of, you know, been, I've been in some I work with some amazing people down in new Orleans, uh, people like chef Michael Rose from, uh, from uh, Emeralds, uh, people like Russ Bergeron from Sazerac and the Roosevelt Hotel. Um, and then, you know, people like Ryan Maybe, Berto Santoro, these uh, folks that you, you know, names that you see on magazine covers um, that uh, I've had the great opportunity to be able to sling drinks with and work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got to, got to sit at many bars around the country, work with bartenders from New York and Chicago and both coasts. Um, and it's great because that the, the one thing about the bartending world, the brotherhood um, and sisterhood amongst bartenders is like any nothing else that I've experienced. Um, it is it is great. Like today, great example. Uh, Ramon Henderson, who's the uh, social media chair for the USBG in Chicago, drove down this weekend to come visit his daughter, came in hung out with us at the USBG, uh, United States Bartenders Guild uh, membership drive today, just as a show of support from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, and that's that's the cool thing about this business is you develop these relationships, you get to work with these people. Some of them I only see once a year at something like Tales mm-hmm. of the Cocktail, mm-hmm. or, but mm-hmm. great people. Yeah. I was going to ask if you could share, now what city did you get your start in? Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans? Yeah. yeah. I was wondering if you would just mind sharing either from the people or the person who taught you or, like, folks along the way. Like, oh, God. Just, like, 
words of wisdom or like something that stuck with you? So one of one of my favorite um, memories and someone who I learned so much from uh, was a bartender by the name of Al Martin. Mm-hmm. Mr. Martin was the uh, head bartender at the uh, Omni at the Rib Room in in the French Quarter at the Omni Royal Orleans. He uh, was the head bartender there for 55 years. Wow. And uh, and one of the one of the one of the greatest things he used to say was it's all about the guest. Simple words. But it's all about the guest. It's all about the experience that you give the guest. And what I loved about him is that it didn't matter what was going on, how good of a day, how bad of a day. He was always there to make whoever was sitting on the other side of the bar enjoy their time there. Um, And he was very much about the engagement with the with, with the guest and and the and and the showmanship with the guest um, and he he was an old school bartender you know um, and and that's what I love that's what I love the most about what I do is that mm. that in fact I I hate when we're so busy that I don't have time to have that engagement sure. with the guest um, because that is so much a part of the experience. And, you know, some guests don't want that, but a lot, they want, they want to, they want to talk about the whiskeys on the wall. They want to yeah. talk about why you make this drink a certain way. And they're not, they're not trying to be a pain. Yeah. They genuinely want to know. Yeah. And I like talking about it because at the end of the day, I don't believe, and, and again, I'm, I'm no expert, but. I, I don't believe that there's an absolute to doing anything a certain way. My mother used to always say there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. And uh, not that I'm advocating cat skinning, by the way. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's true. You, you can get to the same answer a lot of different ways. And my experience with doing something a certain way may produce a result that I know someone likes. I try to, when I have a, you know, this, to me, there's three kind of guests that sit at my bar. One wants to sit down. They know exactly what they want. And that's it. And, and, and I give them, whatever you want, I got you. Um, and they really don't want a lot of interaction. And they want what they want. And they want to be taken care of. And they want you to be there when they, when they want you. Have other guests that come in that really don't know what they want, and they're really looking for some sort of guidance on what they're going to drink and what they're going to do, and and uh, and then I and and and, the, and I love those guests. I love that experience because I can I can have that conversation, and if you say I like old fashions, but I like them really dry or really bitter or really mm-hmm. sweet, yeah. I can adjust my drink in order for you to have the best experience that you can have. Uh, and I always tell people, uh, if you don't like this drink, I'll drink it. <laughs> That's my guarantee. Mm, like that. uh, and I don't get to drink a lot of drinks. So 
I uh, but but you know I like to I like to have fun with people. I like to uh, uh, make them feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. The third type of guest is a guest who comes in who knows what they want, but they also are learning. Like they're genuinely uh, a whiskey fan, and they know they like Woodford Reserve, but they're there to try other whiskeys and hear about other whiskeys and talk about. You know, and they want to know opinions. They want to know what I think about this whiskey or that whiskey or this gin. And again, I, I really enjoy that kind of guest because it's it's a good opportunity to have that interchange. And and I learn a lot of things from guests. There, I've had guests ask me about whiskeys or gin, you know, any kind of spirit. But and if I haven't heard of it, I don't have a problem saying I, I've never heard of that. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. And it gives me something to then chase down and try out. And uh, it's uh, I had a guest come in and ask me for Ancho Reyes Verde. Mm. I didn't know Ancho Reyes made a Verde. Mm. I, by the next day, I had a bo- sample bottle sitting at the bar, mm. uh-huh. and uh, we were tasting it. And you know, it's like that's you. You have to be open. You have to be willing to listen and learn, and you know, do the whole the whole shemil. Yep, mm. for sure. Um. What are you excited about do, happening at Boundary this summer? Either that you're doing or that's happening just at the kitchen? So we're Boundary. So I work for LHM, which is a, a corporation headquartered here in St. Louis. We own a lot of different properties, which include um, the, the Hilton, the 360 at the Ballpark Village, uh, mm-hmm. Westport Social, uh, a number of hotel properties, the new Union Station project uh, is an LHM project, cool. which I'm really excited about. Um, so LHM has a lot of facets to the company, uh, but at the end of the day, we're a hospitality management company. And uh, so Boundary, uh, being attached to the Cheshire, we obviously have a 108-room themed hotel, boutique hotel uh, there. Um what we're trying to do is create some differentiation between the properties. Basso, obviously a very uh, Mediterranean, tapas, wood-fired pizzas, very casual, energetic feel. Uh, I think where we're going upstairs with Boundary is to create more of a uh, old world, whiskey style establishment with a, a really great menu. Um, this year's been exciting because we have new chef um we have uh, a new general manager um and we are evolving the bar i think by the time this comes out we'll probably be halfway through our uh, uh changeover with the bar we're adding a uh, significant amount of whiskeys to our mm. collection cool. um and we are going to be releasing our uh our new drink menu, which will be uh, should be rolling out next week, cool. and uh, I'm excited about it. It's uh, it's a great opportunity. We got some good people there, um, and I think uh, we have an opportunity to, you know, really get some people coming back mm. into Boundary that either haven't been in a while or folks that have never been. Mm. It's, it it kind of blows me away how many people don't know we're there. Mm. They know Basso and they know the Fox and Hound, mm-hmm. but they don't realize they think we're part of the event space. Mm. Um, and then they come in and they're like, "Wow, this bar is amazing!" Yeah. And we have it, it's a it's a beautiful space. Yeah, we uh, our first wedding anniversary, we stayed in the James Bond room mm-hmm. at the Cheshire. Yep, that was, that was nice. 
Um, that was fun. That's a great room. Because there's a yes. hot tub in there. It is. And it's all 60 out. It's all... Yes. There's all James Bond photos everywhere in there, too. It's just kind yeah. of a nice little experience. But, yeah. That's but yeah, awesome. Yeah, I met after um, Rex Hale left, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Boundary, 360, now doing... Uh, uh, what's it called? Bakers and Hale. Baker, thank you, Bakers and Hale, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we hadn't been back, really, but we went back there to visit you. Yeah. We were really uh, pleasantly surprised about the food. Like, what, who is the new chef? So... Uh, Chef Robert, um, he he joined us uh, actually right before I went over there. So probably dis- November, December, mm-hmm. right after Rex left. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. And, awesome. Uh, so, yeah, he's uh, really sharp. I uh, like what he's doing with the new menu. Uh, Ryan uh, uh, Krasinger is our uh, new uh, GM. Mm-hmm. Ryan was at... Uh, 801 Chop House mm. and mm. Uh, really sharp. I, I like where he's going. Mm. He's uh, He wants to make changes. He just had a baby two days ago, so he's okay. out for a couple of days. Wow. But uh, when he comes back, we're rolling out the new menu, rolling out uh, the new food menu. and yeah. so Excellent. Yeah. We'll have to stop by. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. You, you two gents behind the bar, it'll be a party. It's definitely going to be party. it's going to be a it's going to be fun. <laughs> you know, I, I you know, Doc, I mean Doc's got a lot of projects in the works and he uh we'll see how long, you know, before he jets off to some other place in the right. world, but but uh he I, I'm excited. This was yeah. it was kind of funny. He we he finally one day he just looked at me and goes, "Why don't I just come jump behind the bar with you for a little bit and then figure out what's going on?" I'm like, yeah. Yeah, why not? Cool. Do it. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Way to do stuff. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, it'll be fun and. Uh, <laughs> you like whatever I've got on my. Uh, I think it's just uh, squirt. <laughs> Tastes good. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fan of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you in your current bartender, your cocktail creations. Are there yeah. any ingredients that you're using right now that you're really jazzed about? Besides the Aguila, like any other right. liquors? Or oh, yeah. Things? I mean, I'm a, well, I will tell you this. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So, on the whiskey side, I'm a huge fan of Angel's Envy. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really like what people are doing with barrel finishes with whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean exactly? So, you know, essentially taking, in the, in the case of Angel's Envy, uh, whether you're talking about the rye or the, or the bourbon, Taking port cask or taking uh, sherry cask or ta- you know taking a mm. another type of cask yeah. and using it to finish the whiskey. Gotcha. We've you know if you look at for example Balvenie, Balvenie's been doing this for a little bit with like their fourteen year uh, Caribbean cask. They're using a Caribbean rum cask to finish mm. the whiskey after cool. they've taken it out of barrel. So it gives it a a, a really unique flavor to it. Well, Angel's Envy, in the bourbon world, no one had really done that, and Angel's Envy sort of put that mark in the ground uh, by using port barrels. Mm. Um, And that is a really neat way to change the flavor profile of a whiskey. Mm. Um, And so now we're starting to see other people playing with it, but but Angel's Envy uh, uh, was kind of one of the first to do that. And uh, I, I really like their product. Uh, I really like Big O. I'm a huge fan oh, yeah. of Big O. Yeah. 
Uh, not because Billy and Cat are, are friends. Uh, <laughs> they are, but, but the fact is I really like the product. Um, it, it, it's it's probably the next uh, St. Germain's, like something that's so useful in the cocktail world. Just amazing. I, I, I have it. I, I have about six cocktails that I use it in. Um, I have one going on the, on the new menu that it's in. Um, it's, and, and it's a fun, it's, it's a fun product to be able to swap out certain things with. Mm -hmm. If you're using simple in something, you can use some big O and totally change the flavor profile of a drink and still put the sweetness in there. You know, mm. yeah, like a big old old fashioned. Yeah, one of my favorites, right there. Absolutely, I I made a a big a, a Negroni, a big old Negroni, mm. and a Boulevardier for Negroni Week mm. that uh, people love. In fact, Jack, Jackie Zura came in and had one and called it her Ogroni. So, <laughs> I like that Ogroni. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. And then and then uh, Ancho Reyes. I'm a huge fan oh, yeah. of Ancho Reyes. Um, Especially what they're doing with the Verde. There's, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of great modifiers out there. Um, and I I think that, uh, you know, some of those that, to me, that really stand out. And then, and then there's some old school stuff that I love to play with, like Green Chartreuse. You're yeah. never going to twist my arm to get me to play with Green Chartreuse, mm -hmm. you know? Like you had a cocktail coming out, or it may, may sound out, you had the one that had Big O and Green Chartreuse, yeah. and what else was in there? Uh, uh, Benedictine. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was really dang good. That was awesome. I like that a lot. It's uh, it's a kick in the pants, but it's, <laughs> it's darn yummy. <laughs> yeah, and that's the fun thing. Again, what I really like about the platform that we've got at Boundary is um, they encourage us to be creative. You know, and they encourage us to, uh, to talk to our guests and listen to our guests and to use our guests as a way to, to try things out and get feedback and see what people are looking for mm. and what people like and what, what flavor profiles people really enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, you know, it's been fun. It's been fun being there. Um, they've been very good to me. They've given me a great opportunity to do some fun stuff there. And, uh, and we've got a, got a great staff of people. So, uh, Ray, tell the lovely folks listening if they want to find you in person and online. Where where are your stats? Uh, so on the gram, mm -hmm. I'm <laughs> Godfather guy. Bartender. Uh, one word, Godfather Bartender. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess at Godfather Bartender. Um, uh, on Facebook, uh, Ray Edwards, Godfather. Um, on Twitter. I am Godfather Bartend, B-A-R-T-N-D. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's pretty much it. Those are all my social media channels. Yes. Um, I don't have a Facebook, I mean, I don't have a, like a web page or anything. I'm just on the social media and mostly Instagram. Instagram, you know, social media is really interesting. But for me, Instagram seems like the best hybrid of all mm. these different social media yeah. channels. Agreed. And I can touch everything through the gram. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it's been good to us. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. For sure. The gram be very, very good to me. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> so. And then, when are you at Boundary? So, uh, Boundary, I am there Thursday night, 
Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday brunch. Mm. Uh, those are the best times to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we open those doors at 5 o'clock, run till 10 until uh, the weekend, and then Friday and Saturdays we're open till 11. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, definitely come see me. Come make a cocktail. Come have a cocktail. Um, we, uh, we, have some good, we have some good times. We have good food, fun atmosphere. And the great thing about the Cheshire is you got, you got three bars and restaurants right yeah. there. You got the mm-hmm. Fox and Hound. You got Basso downstairs, which is open to one. And you've got us. And you get too drunk, you can stay there. And that's, that's, that's right. It, which we would encourage, by the way. Yes. Either Just get walk, in that Uber or get a room. Walk across the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So then, okay, my last question for you this evening, Ray, is before we sign off, do you have any um, asks or requests or recommendations for the people listening to us? Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Um, recommendations? Mm-hmm. Anything at all. It doesn't have to be related to bartending or food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I mean, be nice to everybody. Um Enjoy life. Have fun. Um, no, I, you know, I think there are... The thing The thing that I would say... And, I, and again, I don't know who the, the listing audience is. I'm assuming a lot of industry people. But um, this is a great business. We have some amazing people in this business. Spend time. Get to know everybody. Um, you know, from, from the... You know, from Harrison at Small Change and Matt Sider, who are two of my favorite people in the world, to, mm. you know... The, the Ted and Jamie Kilgores, another mm. couple of my favorite people in the world. Mm. Um, this town has a just an amazing plethora of flavors and expertise and bartenders. Uh, we have one of the top gin professionals in the world, mm. right in this town, Natasha. Natasha. Yeah. Who, uh, who I saw today, uh, an amazing professional woman mm-hmm. who has made a mark in the gin world worldwide, not just in the United States, mm-hmm. and has put gin as an entity on the map. Um, and the, you will find very few people that know less or more about gin in the world than Natasha, and she's also really good with hospitality as well. Oh my God, she's she's no, I mean she, I can't I can't say enough. Like she is literally one of the most professional players in this town. She's a great human being. Her mother's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. Oh boy, <laughs> is that okay? Can I tell? Yeah, can yeah, do totally. that okay? yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so <laughs> a couple of years ago, whiskey in the winter. Uh, Doc and I were working with an Irish whiskey brand at the time. And uh, we were uh, sporting our new kilts that we had just gotten, uh, which were the uh, Irish Regimental Tartan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I didn't grow up wearing kilts, so the whole kilt thing is kind of a fun thing. Mm-hmm. So we're, uh, we're drinking and we're pouring you know, some drinks and making drinks, having a good time. And uh, I had been working for a few days. I was a little tired. It was a long night, and uh, I took a break, and there was a company doing uh, haircutting and men's salon treatments uh, out in the hallway. And uh, again, back to, I don't normally wear kilts, 
I was wearing the kilt in its traditional form. Very good. And um, so I climb up in this barber chair, and I'm I'm getting a, a like a scalp and shoulder massage, and uh, I, I may have dozed off for a second <laughs> in the chair, and uh, not being very much of a lady. I wasn't used to keeping my kilt closed. Yes. And uh, fast forward, uh, four days later, mm. and I'm at Natasha's, <laughs> having a little drink, and we're all laughing about our great time at, uh, at uh, Whiskey in the Winter. And uh, Natasha's mom, who I love, Mama, <laughs> and Mama looks at me and she goes, so I really like that whiskey you were pouring. So it's great. I'll see if I can get you a bottle. She goes, I got a better idea. Why don't you get me a case? I'm, I start laughing. I said, why, why do you want me to get you a case? She goes, do you remember falling asleep in the barber's chair? She goes, your skirt was open. <laughs> and she whips out her phone and pulls out <laughs> a photograph of me. Oh, yeah. Passed out. Mm. In the not, I was not passed out. That'd be an improper thing to say. I was d- taking a little nap, mm-hmm. and uh, I may have been a little exposed. Mm-hmm. And uh, she took a photograph and blackmailed me with that. So wow! Oh, gee. goodness! She got her whiskey. <laughs> it all worked out. Yeah, very good. <laughs> but that's what I love about this town, mm. right? Totally. You can have a good time. And uh, don't have to be always politically correct. No, totally. <laughs> so. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, true story. <laughs> but. Did, yeah. she the, did she still have the picture or she deleted it? You know, um, actually, it was pretty funny. She, she didn't delete it. And then her phone crashed one day mm. when she was getting an upgrade. And she lost the photo. Oh. Wow. I thought so. you were gonna say she took like the genius bar and said they took tried, they got back up. <laughs> that would have been no, that would that would have been that would have been that would have been good, but no, that didn't mm-hmm. happen. She she lost it, but yeah, it was pretty funny. I was like I was like, Hey, you, your mom's blackmailing mm-hmm. me with this photo. Well played, Hamish. Yes. I like it. Uh. Yes. Ray, this has been a true pleasure. Yes. So glad to see you. So glad we could make the yeah, time. Yes. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you so all for much. high fives. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for having me over. I'm Christine Guthrie with We Eat Stuff, and this has been another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. Are you guys still there? Are you listening? Are you really paying attention? Because what we could really use some help with is people joining our Patreon account. Um, You can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. And there you you can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the work we do, not just the podcast, but our website, our videos, our Instagram page. With just a little bit of help, You guys can help us keep this thing going. We appreciate your support. Please join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye, guys.